number. Hi, Megan. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Thank you, Megan. Megan, welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Sometimes the entertainment justice comes fast and swift, and sometimes it takes a few decades for us to get to the real justice times. Megan? Yes. Have I mentioned how sometimes I get furious at critics? Yeah, yeah. This is going to be one of those times I do imagine because they deserve it and they're terrible and I hate them. Have I also mentioned how just disappointing the past several movies we've been watching are, you know, just from, you know, from a female perspective, from the perspective of having women in your movies or just Mm -hmm. not men, let's just say not men in your movies, being the main characters, how you treat the women in your movies. Like It's been a rough series we've done recently. Yeah, yeah, it has been for sure. And I can't say that it's surprising in the genres mm-hmm. that we tend to gravitate towards. It's uh, Slim Pickens. Agreed. For Agreed. female-centric stories, for even just strong, good, solid, reasonable female characters that aren't yeah. victims or blow-up dolls or sex objects or mm-hmm. all of those. All of them at the same time. Or just not there. Just not or present just absent. in a movie. Just absent yeah. from a movie. Sometimes that's fine. Sometimes that's fine. Sometimes, right? yeah. Just like it would be fine if if we found a movie that uh, essentially male m- men were uh, absent from, or when they're present, they're kind of objects. Mm-hmm. Yes, Megan, Amber, what beautiful, beautiful gem did we watch this evening? We watched Practical Magic, Amber. Oh, Practical Magic, Megan! I love this mm-hmm. movie. Nineteen ninety eight's Practical Magic. I want to smack you, mm-hmm. but I I, st- I still love this movie. I definitely watched this movie when it came out in 1998, as you just said so helpfully. Yeah. How else would we know what age you were when that came out? Mm Mm-hmm. I was 15, Megan. And Mm -hmm. I really needed a movie like this. This is one of my favorite comfort movies. This is one of my favorite easy-watching, good-feels, walk-away-happy movies. It, yeah. it doesn't make me feel conflicted. It doesn't make me feel angry. It doesn't make me feel challenged or uncomfortable. I walk away feeling like, hey, I'm kind of okay being a woman in this world. And maybe it's going to be all right. It was a beautiful, beautiful touchstone for me. And I mean, I was 15, so I don't, I don't think there was a Metacritic and a Rotten Tomatoes to care about. I didn't read the reviews in the paper. Nah. I thought about this movie as i didn't even think we could do it for our podcast mm-hmm. i am oh boy. furious that i was wrong yeah now you hadn't seen this movie i had not seen this movie yeah cornerstone of our relationship i shove movies in front of you but this time it was not some garbage that i wanted you to play around in it was not amber it was lovely and touching and this is an amazing movie amber i'm delighted delighted i got to watch it watch it with you, my friend. This is a high-quality cinema, quite frankly. Or at the very least, decent-quality cinema. Entertaining cinema. It's not maybe the best-made movie. It's not an Oscar contender. But it is something that is enjoyable to put your peepers on in a way that so many movies aren't. Yeah. And in a way that is actually unique to a lot of movies. Considering the fucking gender of the main characters. And yep. the amount of screen time that things with penises gets. Mm-hmm. That was like a sentence. It was almost a sentence, Amber. Yeah. And that's not to suggest that women can't have penises. I'm just saying the penises in this movie belong to men and there were very few of them. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that was that was nice. It was nice to have a it's nice to have a little break, Amber, from our men centric movies where yeah, again, women's women pushed to the sidelines, stepped on and such. It was like having a relaxing shampoo for my brain. Yeah. That was delightful, Amber. Well, Megan. Okay. Yes. Are you prepared for a time honored game? Witches, 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 witch. And it's about witches, get it? Indeed. The witches version of witches, 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 witch. Thank you. Yes, I am. Excellent. I shall give you summaries from Metacritic, IMDb, Amazon, and Amber. Not necessarily in that order. And you will have to tell me which is which is which is which. About witches. Got it. And I have to say, <laughs> they do not disappoint. Just just put yourself in the mindset. It's uh, it's the 90s, you know? It's tail end of the 90s. And oh, it's a, it's a movie with women in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman star in this movie in the 90s. Yeah. And um, I mean, you watched it. So you, you know what the actual content and uh, general intent of the movie is Mm -hmm. so i think you will be not at all surprised with how these summaries turned out great i'm delighted to yeah great okay part of the problem is that i often forget which order i did them in the last time so i don't know if i'm just very consistently doing i need to be more cognizant of which order i do these in Here's the the thing, Amber. I will never remember what order I know you put them in. Fair. So that, like, for me, that's not going to be a problem because I remember absolutely zero things. Excellent point. So it doesn't matter. I love that mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Thanks, mm-hmm. Megan. You're welcome. All right. We shall begin. You could have been doing them the exact same order this whole time, and I wouldn't be able to tell you if that was true or not. I certainly couldn't tell you if it was true either. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Thankfully, we have so few listeners, it's not like anyone's tweeting it at us. Yeah, phew. We don't even tell them what our Twitter is. Sometimes we do. Hey, y'all, it's Bad Movies Rock uh, at Twitter. Hit <laughs> us up on the tweets. On, on the Twitter. Mm-hmm. All right. No, for reals this time, we begin. Okay. Two witch sisters, raised by their eccentric aunts in a small town, face close-minded prejudice and a curse which threatens to prevent them from ever finding lasting love. Okay, relatively true. It doesn't capture the whole essence of the movie even a little bit, but okay. It gets one of the details of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman are modern witches looking for love and happiness in this spunky and spellbiting <laughs> comedy slash romance. Oh, God. Yeah, I just just letting you know I'm, I'm reading them in order of descending goodness. Yes, okay. The yeah, first uh-huh. one was the best one. Oh, great, okay. Three. Just gird your loins on this one. All right. Sexy superstars oh, Sandra Bullock no. and Nicole Kidman heat up the small screen. These bewitching oh. sisters oh, no. use their hereditary gift of magic to overcome obstacles in discovering true love. Oh, come on. That's everything <laughs> that's fucking wrong with critics. All of that is wrong. All of that is exactly what we rail against. <laughs> I just want to emphasize that bewitching is in quotation marks. Bewitching is in, and it starts out with sexy, I do believe. Great. Sexy superstars, Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman, heat up the small screen. And all they're looking for is love. They use their hereditary gift of magic to overcome obstacles in discovering true love. Yeah, great. They use their, just to be clear, they use their. Mm -hmm. Both of them. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's very accurate because they both yeah. wind up with men, right? 
No. Okay, never mind. Mm. Final one. A family of magical women, with a casual disregard for a man killing hereditary <laughs> curse, experience love and loss in a small, close-minded island community. When two sisters, Bullock and Kidman, murder, resurrect, then re-murder the same misogynistic serial-killing piece of shit, they must reaffirm their sisterly bond and rely on the strength of the women in their community to banish his malignant spirit forever. Also, one of them falls in love with a guy. Yeah, yeah, that's it's. I think you you kind of that one should have been pushed to the top, Amber. That was the, the best one there is. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't want to didn't want to put my thumb on the scales. Oh shit! Fuck! I mean, um, <laughs> I thought that was the worst one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Megan. Okay. okay. Which is which is okay. which is which? Do, do you want to do you want a refresher? Are you? No, no. I I got this. I got this. Uh, sure. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, fucking, I don't know. Metacritic, IMDb, Amazon, and Amber. Close. IMDb, Metacritic, Amazon, Amber. Okay. There you right, were right. Uh, right. I'm I'm not surprised. Your Amazon did not fucking disappoint. Amazon. I knew that had to be fucking Amazon. Come on. Yep. Yep. That's the worst. IMDb was the most reasonable of the three. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, I suppose. It, it often is. Where it's yes. not cheating off of the other one it cheats off of. Or maybe it doesn't. I don't remember. I can't even keep track of which one often cheats off the other one. Is <laughs> it Metacritic and Amazon that cheat off? I can't remember either. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I've already forgotten. Wow. Okay. All right. Well... Just you know, my just two sexy ladies looking for love, Megan. Mm. Oh, mm. Using their magic to find love. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck you. That's S- such bullshit. Two sexy women looking to fucking be defined by the men in their relationships and their heterosexual romantic love. Yeah. Mm. Amber, this feels like a really gay movie to me. Doesn't it? It really does. There's no gay in this movie. It just feels like it. And I don't, I can't really tell you why. I mean, you can. Yeah. Yeah, because there's few men in it, huh? There's very few men in it. Mm-hmm. And because, I mean, and because you have, you know, the the two aunts, mm-hmm. if you pretend they're not aunts. Mm-hmm. Which I do. They in can... my head canon, in my head canon, they are not uh, uh, aunts. Uh, they're not sisters. They are um, lovers. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would be amazing. But to be fair, I also don't want to. I, I don't want to cheapen it, but to to like p- place romantic love on no, no these no, no, relationships no. that that don't need it for sure. But um, I don't know. There is, even though, heterosexual relationships with two of the the two younger sisters are are definitely a feature of the movie they're not the front and center feature of the movie Mm -hmm. and the fact that it is not romantic love that is i would argue the the main focus of the film right yeah that in itself feels queer yeah yeah it's true i mean amazon would argue with you but go go on so true Mm -hmm. i so i mean it is like there's still like that search for love that desire for companionship but really the focus is on the familial relationships which isn't really a queer narrative, but it's so, so different from what we're used to watching, especially from the 90s, that it feels... It feels like it could be, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. Amber, shall we fucking, you know, blow the critics a new one? Yeah, let's let's wade through that fucking shit swamp. Yeah, okay, so what did Metacritic have to say, Amber? <laughs> 
46 from the critics, 69 from the users. Amber, I don't really want to tell you what <laughs> I don't I don't want to tell you what Rotten Tomatoes give that gave this because you're gonna yell. You're gonna tell yell me. about it. Just tell me. I'll be fine. Megan, I am completely calm. I can't oh no. <laughs> oh no. Um I don't uh I don't want to. Let's move on, Amber. Megan, you it's you gotta do it for the podcast. It's it's this is what the section we're in is reading what the critics said, the aggregate. That's that's the whole thing. That's the whole ball, ball game, Megan. So, so Amber, but I don't feel like we have to really, like, no, I'm not one to just, like, stick with things in the podcast that, like, you know, like, I, I don't want to do things in the podcast that don't make sense, like, you know, say silly things at different times when, like, if, if it's, you know, like, uh, we don't need to have bits that we, like, repeat over and over in this podcast. You were just, like, giving me, like, just twitch eye right now. Fucking yeah, okay. tell me what they fucking gave it. All right. Um, the audience gave it a 73. That's a little low. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The critics, <clears throat> please. That's that's kind of the whole point, Megan. What did the fucking critics say? I'd be so mad. Amber, they gave it a 21. God! What the? I don't... What the fuck? Megan! Fucking, yeah. fucking Clash of the fucking Titans was higher than that shit. Yeah. Yes, it was, Amber. All the um, all the expendables were higher than this shit. I do believe all the fucking expendables. All mm-hmm. the fucking ex. What the? God! I can't. I need to go for a minute. <laughs> oh no. Okay. I can do this. Ooh, I can do this. Practical magic, in other words, is anything but magical. The only spell it casts will put you right to sleep. I'm so I'm so, I'm 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 trying to look at the words on my screen and it's just it's red. It's just, everything's red. The flames on the side of my face. And one of them's just twitching so hard that I'm sort of <laughs> it's, it's fine. I just I hold on, just deep breath. Find your center, Amber. You know they're stupid. That's the premise of the podcast. They don't know what they're talking about. Unfortunately, this is the Witches of Eastwick with its humor and sizzle removed. What the fuck? <laughs> Megan, do you know what the fucking Witches of Eastwick is fucking about? Do you know what that shit is about? I have never seen it, Amber. Um, Why I, yeah. <laughs> would you compare this movie to... The- oh, right, because there's women in it and they're witches. Yeah, I think that's probably the only... I mean, it must be pretty, because there's a couple of critics who... who um, talk about the witches of Eastwick. So it must be really similar in kind of its storyline. Let me think about this. Okay, so in this one, it's a hereditary family of all-female witches who have their own power, and some of them fall in love with a guy, but they, then they don't, but mostly it's about their familial bonds in, like, the three generations living in the same household. In the witches of Eastwick, Jack Nicholson is the devil, and he fucks witch powers into three different women. <laughs> well, that sounds pretty different, Amber. So it's about a man who's uh-huh. Satan who fucks uh-huh. witch powers into three women. Okay, yeah, that that's not at all what this movie is. This and movie is very different. They found empowerment and fulfillment from his dick. Okay, well, and that's being kind shared of the anti- by a man who winds up being Satan. Yeah, that's the antithesis of this movie. I do believe their power and their empowerment mm-hmm. are the direct result of Jack Nicholson, aka the devil. 
Well, in this movie, uh, 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 like a family of witches, their bond is so strong, and then they bring in the the other women in the community that they're able to kind of exercise an evil man out um, and and kind of get rid of him. So so again, I feel like this is um, yeah, just the opposite of witches of Eastwick. <laughs> it's weird that they made that comparison. You know... But it's witches and women, so they're basically Mm -hmm. the same movie. And also, Witches of Eastwick was way better because there was a man in it. Oh, yeah, you can concentrate on that man. And it was a man, and he got, Megan, he got to have sex with three women. Yeah, that's... All at once, and they were cool with it. That's pretty great, gotta say. Pretty great. Let's wade through. Let's let's find some, uh, some diamonds here. Oh, oh, this is, this one might be my favorite, Megan. Uh-oh. Mick LaSalle of the San Francisco Chronicle says, It's all swell, though after two hours of nonstop yin energy, one does begin to wish that someone like Bruce Willis oh. might show up in a sweaty t-shirt what? scratching himself. Are you kidding me? That's there's, what he said? There's too much fucking vagina in this movie, Megan. It's too much vagina in women and feelings, and I just need Bruce Willis to show up all sweaty, scratching himself so that I have something to enjoy. He literally wow. said non- two hours of non-stop yin energy. One, this movie isn't two hours long, but I guess he felt like no. it was because it was yeah. all of the vaginas. Yeah. This and if he's like a cool hundred minutes, like it's, yeah. And if you're unaware, yin uh, is often associated with feminine energy, the most yes. boring energy. Right. The, the most terrible. So, I mean, if mm. you're wondering mm-hmm. if there is a certain je ne sais misogyny, to the critical evaluation of this movie. Uh-huh. Wonder no longer, friends. Yeah, that's 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 painfully yeah, great. Thanks. Oh, this one's this one's fun. It's a little more subtle. Thanks, Dennis Lim of The Voice. The title is, to say the least, an understatement. Witchcraft has rarely looked more prosaic and less sexy than it does in Griffin Dunn's practical magic. Oh, I'm sorry. Are these witches not fuckable enough for you? <laughs> Does the fuckability of these witches really take away from your enjoyment of this story of sisterly love and strength? I, you know, I like sisterly love and strength. All of the women in this movie were entirely fuckable. Oh, all the women they're in this movie gorgeous, were so fuckable. And they're, and they're like just confident and they're funny and they're loving and they're like each has a own, their own like personality and they shine through they are completely fuckable yeah but you're approaching their fuckability as a woman mm. and i feel like your yin is getting all up in the yang of this reviewer <laughs> i'm sorry to throw my yin everywhere that's like rude of what me. might work for your downstairs yin is not working for his downstairs yang yeah uh, well, we do want to make movies just just and solely for the male gaze. So. That's another reason why The Witches of Eastwick was great, because there was a lot of fucking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's how he got the magic into him, Megan. That's how he filled them with the confidence to overcome their humdrum lives. Wow, that's that's viscerally unpleasant. I know it's supposed to be a good movie, but the way you're talking about it is just, just upsetting. He puts a baby in all of them, Megan. Oh, great. That's great. Mm. Yeah. Oh. So critics. Very upsetting me. Yeah. The ones who weren't overtly 
deeply sexist and problematic, often complained about the tone of the movie um, mm-hmm. and the the multiple genres that it that it cycled through, making it just just so darn confusing. Pick a lane movie are you going for horror or comedy are you going for romance or familial (laughs) what do you want to be oh my gosh i can only handle one genre at a time and you are just throwing like four at me and it's really confusing (laughs) i will say okay i want to bring it around with a little bit of, of of love for at least one reviewer that i found so alana bennett of BuzzFeed um, wrote like a a 20 year um, uh, retrospective on Practical Magic. And uh, they say 20 years later, the film resonates instead of instead as a story of uh, women's resilience. And she says, hold on a second. I mean, of course, a lady writer from BuzzFeed writing in modern times is going to see this for the beautiful, beautiful movie. It is. Yep. Yep. Um, so a few things. Uh, she says that practical magic is not interested in showing us the pain without also showing us that complicated as a journey may be, there's still life left to be lived on the other side of hurt. Yeah, I totally want to get into that because I was, I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, absolutely. She says that critics didn't know what to do with a movie that mixed genres so brazenly. Um, and uh, And then she goes on to talk about the blend of tones is not the movie's downfall. It's actually the film's biggest strength. A hundred percent, yes. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I felt after reading from Roger Ebert. The movie doesn't seem sure what tone to adopt, veering uncertainly yeah. from horror to laughs to romance. Were you confused, Roger Ebert? Were you confused uh-huh. that life has multiple elements to it and that a relationship with either your family or romantically can be intense and wonderful and funny and horrifying all at once was it did that confuse you i'm so mm-hmm. sorry would you like to watch fucking 27 dresses so that you can really cleanse your palate with some simplistic heterosexual heteronormative romantic nonsense yeah i'm yeah. sorry there wasn't a fucking wedding in this yeah could you either stick to murder or stick to love it is one of its strength okay This is one of those beautifully clear-cut moments that explains the intense need for our podcast, Megan. We serve an essential role in the Mm -hmm. entertainment industry, namely justice, for movies like Practical Magic, which were inexplicably maligned by the critics, whose perspectives, while I'm sure valid in many extremely normative ways, Mm -hmm. really kind of let movies like this somehow slip through the cracks because they just get so confused that it's not something they've seen before and it doesn't cover subject matter that directly pertains to them or their interests. Right. There's not enough Yang in this movie. Not enough. Wang. Sorry. (laughs) Not enough Yang, Wang, Willis scratching his dirty, sweaty, hairy chest. Mm. Yeah, I was thinking the same fucking thing while I was watching this. Here's the thing. I love me some Bruce Willis. I do too. Bruce Willie? Yes, please. Bruce Willie is great. In his yeah. fucking lane, and it's in not your, this. Yeah. It's not this, and it doesn't. It doesn't always have to be. It doesn't always have to be Bruce Willie. It can also be this. It is so often Bruce Willie. Mm-hmm. And when we get a movie like this, it is so often front loaded with the romance and the men, and the yeah. romance and the men, and the sex and the angst and the. This is 
so much richer than that, even mm-hmm. though it is pretty simple and light and fluffy and popcorny. It's not a perfect movie, but it is an exceptional movie in so many ways because it is yep. an exception to the way these genres mm-hmm. usually work and the way these films usually work. It is brilliantly cast. Yes. Oh, yes. It is beautifully shot. Mm-hmm. The Very costuming so. is we will talk about. It is such a an important part of the, mm-hmm. like the aesthetic of this movie is so refusing of male gaze voyeurism. Yeah. And the fucking soundtrack is beautifully on it's point, thematically yeah. on point, and just... Uh, all right, let's get into this. Critics, uh, go fuck yourselves. Yeah, go fuck yourselves real, real hard. Yeah. Bye. Bye. I don't... We're already almost a half an hour into this, Megan, and I, I am worried this is going to be a long one. So buckle up, listeners. I hope you yep. have a long commute ahead of you. I mean, I don't hope that. I want commutes to be quick. But you know, just in case, if, if you're already listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, oh, shit, they haven't even started talking about their favorite parts of this movie, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You yeah. should be worried. Mm-hmm. Maybe save this one for a traffic jam. Amber, there's a curse on the Owens family. A curse, you say? A curse. A curse that um, any any man that falls in love love with an owens is destined to um to just die just Ooh. die pretty quick oh geez die pretty early yeah no, that's that's really that's really rough so they they all avoid men or i guess they, they'd avoid having men fall in love with them like forming lasting relationships with men because no, they no they they constantly get married and have kids yeah is that murder or manslaughter <laughs> i don't know but they don't care they don't seem to. Well, they, they care at the time. They get sad about they it. Care but it's at the time. Yeah. There, there is a casual disregard for the curse. There's a comp- this the movie interestingly moves through time pretty pretty quickly. Like you you start it does you yeah. actually start in the 1600s. You do, yeah. How you learn about the curse? You see, boldly, this movie starts with a hanging. Yes, it does. Yeah. Of a barefoot woman in a shift while a bunch of puritanical pilgrims look on approvingly. <laughs> that was a lot of peas in your sentence there, Amber. Indeed, it was. <laughs> and I'm proud. You should be proud. Uh, yeah, yeah, Maria Owens is uh, is their, um, you know, long gram- grandmama. Um, and guess what? It's hard to hang an actual witch the the witches that you're able to hang those are just women that you wanted to die uh a witch you could never hang because guess what they're a fucking witch they're and they'll just witch. go ahead and leave yeah i love there is such a power to that scene i know it's silly but if you think about it mhm bunch of people looking on approvingly well voiceover explains you know the story of mary owens she slept with a bunch of husbands the wives didn't like it and you know that's part of why she's being hung but also she's got magic and they hate her Mm -hmm. and so they're you know reading some sort of fucking thing to work themselves up to hanging this woman and she just steps off Mm -hmm. and then of course the noose breaks because she actually fucking is a witch yeah and all of the little puritans run as she just has this defiant look on her face. Like, yeah, yep. what the fuck are you going to do? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. I refuse all of this. The only reason I even showed up for this is so you could see how little of a fuck I gave. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Mary out. Yes. But 
Maria, I think it's Sorry, Maria. Maria, Maria out. Mm-hmm. But she was also super pregnant. And... She was like, okay. Oh, like they were going to hang, so they were going to hang a pregnant woman. Absolutely, cool. 100% we're going to hang Fucking a pregnant cool, woman. dudes. <laughs> and so she's like, I don't, I don't need those people as long as the man I love shows up. He didn't. No. And so she gets really sad and really bitter. And like, it just, it shows her sobbing while holding her pregnant stomach. Mm-hmm. And it, it really is affecting. She's alone. The community yeah. has rejected her. She has no other family. And the person who is supposed to love and protect her. So she's like, fuck it. I don't need that. I don't need mm-hmm. romantic love from a man. You can't trust them. Right. And she accidentally curses her entire bloodline in an attempt to protect herself. She's literally being like, right. I don't ever want to fall in love with Gen. But she's so bitter and so powerful that she curses mm-hmm. her entire bloodline. Oops-a-doodle. Whoopsie curse. Yes. Uh-huh. Whoopsie curse that then leads to a lot of sort of whoopsie deaths. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean they they spend a lot of time trying to solve this curse and to end it, right? No, Remember? they super duper 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 duper. Nope, 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 nope. So that you have the the two aunts who are mm-hmm. raising. You have Stocker Channing, oh, love so so love oh. just love, and Diane Weist. Also love. Maybe in a saying different that wrong. way, but also love. Also love. I mean, Stalker Channing has a special shelf in my heart. Oh, just all of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they are raising these two little girls because mm-hmm. their mom's husband died because oh, he weird. was in love with her. Yeah. And so she there's brought... Even, there's even like a death beetle that starts making noises on the day that their husbands or men are going to die. Mm-hmm. This beetle like catches up with him and is like, knock, knock, knock. I'm I'm coming. I'm coming for him. It's that Just time. Just so you know. And they don't seem to do anything about it. Like they don't, they don't like say, hey, husband, why don't you stay in the house today? Or hey, can you help me find this beetle? Maybe if we smush it, you won't die. Megan, don't be silly. That's not how curses work. They could try. They could try. They could. But, but it's um, kind of telling that they don't. It does. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, it is. Yeah. Now, the two young girls' mother dies of a broken heart, and she leaves her daughters with... Just like Padme. Just like she Padme. Just lost, lost the will to live. Just lost the will to live, despite Has the fact that she had two fucking kids. Two fucking children, yes. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> But these two little girls don't worry they're going to grow up in a home of laughter and love because Stockard Channing and Diane Weist are their fucking aunts yeah. and they're witches and they're going to feed them cake and teach them magic and not have them brush their teeth, which they really should do. That's the one thing that I think you, you got to, although maybe you can just have a spell for nice teeth. I was just thinking that. <laughs> they have magic. Fuck a toothbrush. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, you know, you flash again for a little bit through time. The girls have been with the aunts for a while. They're learning magic. And it shows the aunts administering magical help to a woman who is desperate to have the man she's having an affair with love her. Mm-hmm. And it, it promotes two different responses in the young girls. One of them can't wait to fall in love. And the other one is like, fuck, I never want to do this. Well, and, and like very much like seeing that and... Knowing that their mo- they've been told that their mother died of a broken heart, they're like, 
I don't want to die. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Like, this sounds terrible. If I fall in love with somebody and then they die, I, I don't, that ruins your life. You're done. You, you, you collapse into it. Like, that's not, I want to live my life. But the argument in this being, if you protect yourself so much from love, you're not actually living. Mm-hmm. But that argument is not solely for romantic love. Mm-hmm. Because both of the sisters kind of get flung out on different paths. Like one of them so eager to experience it that she can't get enough of it. And the other yeah. one so eager to avoid it, but also to be normal. Like it's, it's right. like the two conflicting things of she doesn't want the town to, to, to hate her. Like they're still ostracized. They still get chanted, witch, witch, you're a bitch mm-hmm. from kids throwing rocks. So she wants Fucking to blend clever. and mm-hmm. she wants to. So it's, but it actually sends them away from each other. Right. Yes. As well as away from their aunts. Like, they, mm-hmm. it's, it's sort of this full-on rejection of all of their ties. Right. And that's interesting. It is, yeah. What the young not wanting to fall in love with girl does is mm-hmm. cast a spell. That's Sally. Sally. Sandra Bullock. Indeed. We've later. got Sally and what is Nicole Kidman's? Uh, Jilly. Jilly. Jillian, that's right, Jillian. Sally casts a spell to, to conjure an impossible boy. With, with impossible features that can't exist. And she's like, see, if I cast the spell, I'll be fully protected. No one will ever come because they don't exist. Right. This person can't possibly exist. So. Which is beautiful. I, I, mm-hmm. There's an elegant... It's elegant. Yeah. For kids, a kid's mind, totally makes sense. It really does. But it, then it flashes forward again. They're adults. They're now Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock. Uh, and pretty much Jillian pieces out from that point. She must disappear for years. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what's implied because she comes back later on to meet uh, Sally's kids. And I don't, I don't think she's met them at all or maybe just when they were tiny. It's hard to say, but Doesn't yeah. seem so, yeah. Yeah. And it, it, I'm trying so hard not to just go through this movie. It is, it is I know, so fucking I know. hard. You, we, we, you, we you did, are about to go through this whole movie. We did, we did such a good job beforehand being like, okay, we're going to talk about concepts not scenes so i'm going to avoid that i'm so sorry listener you don't deserve this you should just watch the movie mm-hmm. what's important is they spin away from each other right and they're still drawn back to each other when things terrible things happen like right the woman uh, the, uh, sandra bullock does sally no yeah sally does wind up falling in love with michael mm-hmm. and having two daughters and yep. then michael dies because yep because of course he does because and like she seems to have forgotten that that's going to happen even though one of the aunts is just like yeah there's definitely a fucking curse but then the like, other fuck, one is yeah. poo-pooing it after yeah and her husband ethan died that was an accident Even- megan <laughs> yep uh-huh yeah but it, it- you know, draws Jillian back to kind of comfort her when she's on the verge of doing what her mother did and dying mm-hmm. of a broken heart and leaving her girls without somebody. But like her, the visit of her sister brings her back enough to herself to kind of reject that path, focus on her girls and come back. So like you, it's it's that the coming yeah. together of the sisterly bond overcomes the the potential for that loss of romantic love to crush her. Right. It's like there's yep. a pain to it and there's there's that loss, but it doesn't destroy her, nor should it. She has those two kids. She can still build a life. It's There's an acknowledgement, right. but then a recovery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She lost and her man, t- so she must fucking die of a broken heart. It's so beautiful and romantic. No, it's not. 
No, it's not. You got kids. Put put yourself together just a little bit. And and like um uh Jillian comes in to essentially say to her like you're not our mom. Like you can do this. Like you know, and 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 like in a much more loving way of like, do, do you like? I think she asked her like, do you like forgive our mom? <laughs> like now that you, do, know, you know, yeah, now that you know how hard this is, and I just need to say, I just need to say, like the acting in this movie is fucking fantastic. Oh like, my gosh, yeah, it's it's so good, and and like in a movie where you might not think it deserves good acting although it totally does but like one might not think of practical magic full of like really good scenes but like they show this devastation of loss and they like like we said it's 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 under 2 hours and so they move past a lot of things relatively quickly but still hit home the importance and the and the and the full feeling of it um, even with just kind of short little scenes and you get like the devastation of loss, you get sisterly bond, you've got the, you know, sisters leaning on each other, like being very separated physically, but very much like writing letters to each other all the time and, you know, sharing their lives with each other, but just, you know, with, with a lot of physical distance between them, but then coming back together when they need each other. Yeah. There's, so there's, I, to, to speak to the acting, it is that, that feeling of it's, not even necessary for a movie like this to have acting of this caliber. But right. my God, does it sell it, especially when you're moving yeah. so quickly through things. Mm-hmm. And then the cinematography, the way it's shot also has an impact. The songs that they yeah. pick has an impact so that it, everything is is filled with the sense that they want you to feel. So you don't have to belabor the point and you don't have to handhold and you don't have to create a bunch of exposition to be like, my feelings hurt. I am hurt mm-hmm. for this reason. And... When Michael dies, she, you know, brings the daughters back into the house. She's furious at the aunts because he died and it's the family Mm -hmm. curse and it's because of their magic that he died. And it's because of their magic that she can't have a normal life. And she did have a normal life when she was with Michael and the community accepted her. And now that's gone. And the only reason she unclenched enough to even try a relationship with Michael was because her aunts cast a spell on her because she was so unhappy. And they- they, That's what she learns. They didn't know she would fall in love. And, but like, magic has ruined her life as far as she's concerned. Mm -hmm. But it, it, she then shuts down. Mm -hmm. And and they, they show that pretty quickly. And rather, I feel like in any other movie, what you'd have is- she would find the will to go on because a man showed up and and reaffirmed her interest in her desire in romantic love. And then she'd try and find a way to overcome the curse because the perfect man that she conjured as a young girl shows up and and gives her a reason to move on and to find a way to solve the problem. That's not what happens. No. She's done. But then she has a yearning, not for romantic love, but for her sister. Mm Mm-hmm. They, before Jillian left town, they cut their palms and did, you know, your blood, my blood, our blood, established a blood connection magically, whatever. And so they each have a scar on their hand and it just shows her stroking it and thinking of her sister. And then her sister comes. Mm -hmm. It's that reaching out for that missing bond that gives her the strength to re-enter life and find joy. Right. Right. Not romantic love. Not a man. No, not 
No, and not and not for a, a while does she. I mean, we we get another man in there at some point, but like it's almost accidental. She's yeah, yeah. She's already living again, and and you know, finding joy and and such. Absolutely. It's oh, yeah. Damn it! Yeah. It's so good. They really Amber, don't care about the curse, though. They don't care about the curse. <laughs> Amber, um, so so that's all well and good and, and magic and not and like uh, Sandra Bullock uh, kind of uh, refusing magic and then like all of that's great. Um, Amber, this movie then took a turn that I had no idea was coming. <coughs> oh my goodness! You didn't see murder coming. I did not. You see didn't think murder they'd kill coming. a guy. I didn't think they'd kill a guy. Hmm. I didn't think that they'd resurrect him, and I didn't think they'd kill him again yeah yeah they definitely do though it definitely happens yeah. it's great yeah. yeah i you know jillian nicole kidman's character just wants to be consumed by love she's she's having fun she's dancing she's partying she meets the super intense guy that she has to drug in order to get any sleep but you know if that's what she's into but to, to, uh, Amber, she has to drug this guy to get sleep yeah what does that mean what do you what yeah, yeah, she she puts a little belladonna in his whiskey so that she can get fucking get some sleep. You That's know, not... like a normal relationship. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. I really don't know what you're talking about. I've never been in a relationship, so I, I don't know if that's normal or not. I, I assume, having watched this movie, it's not mm. because he does turn out to be a serial killer and a choker of women. And also a brander of women. Yeah. Just the worst. MO. Yeah, it's very bad. He's just the worst. He's garbage. Mm-hmm. He hits her. And that's it. Sally comes for her. Then there's a whole kidnapping thing. And then, uh, yeah, they, they uh, poison him. Accidentally. It's an accidental poisoning. Yeah, they don't mean to. But but he is threatening their lives. Uh, and so Very much so. And to put him to sleep with the, the belladonna. And it just gets overdone a little bit. It's a little bit of an overdose. And, uh, you know, I respect that they then turn to magic to resurrect him, not to, oops, we killed a human being. Nah, he's a piece of shit and they know that. They're not upset about that. They are, they feel no angst about having murdered him. The problem no. is going mm -hmm. to jail for having murdered him. Right. They don't want to do that part. Yeah. I fucking love that. I mm -hmm. love that at no point are they agonizing over the loss of human life. Are they agonizing over, oh no, I killed a person and he was, he wasn't a person. He was garbage. He was living garbage who killed other people and caused pain and terribleness. I do not weep for his murder. And it was entirely self-defense, so they mm -hmm. shouldn't feel anything about it. Mm -hmm. And they don't, other than inconvenienced. <laughs> his death was inconvenient, so they bring him back to life, but he immediately starts choking Jillian again, so they have to kill him again. Yes, like, like literally 20 seconds after they resurrect him, he's dead again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he is. Wow. They just bury him. Mm-hmm. Then they... Yep. The fact that the next scene, after burying this guy and saying we're not going to tell our aunts about this, is Sally agonizing over the fact that she's not going to be part of the mother's phone tree because it's a popularity contest and she's not popular makes me so yeah. happy. Yeah, it, she's acting, Sally's all acting out of sorts and you're like, oh, this must be eating her up inside. Nah, nah it's phone tree day. I mean, something is eating her up inside, but it yeah, is not the murder, resurrection, murder that just happened. 
Right. Yeah. It is not yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> when the cop shows up investigating this guy, not because he went missing, but because he had already murdered another person. He was trying to, yeah, he was trying to arrest this dude. Yeah, he's trying to arrest this dude. This dude is played by Goran Vizhnyuk. Mm-hmm. And I believe his name is Jimmy Angelov. Yeah, Angelov, yeah. Mm-hmm. Angelov. Yeah, Jimmy's a bad man. Yeah. And she doesn't feel the need to be honest with him because, oh, I gotta, I gotta unburden my soul. It's just she doesn't want to lie to this guy in particular. She wants to tell the truth to, to this guy for some reason. It has nothing to do with, oh, we... We did a bad thing. I'm going to do some hand wringing and I need to unburden my soul. Nah. 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 She just has a, 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 she's just drawn to him in she's a way. Drawn to him. Interesting. Strange. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, Aiden Quinn is fine. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I guess. Everybody's got no a thing. Stalker ch- he's no stalker chanting, but okay. 100% no stalker chanting, but unfortunately they're related. So she's off limits. Yeah. yeah. So you, you just didn't see the whole... I did not know that that's where this was going to go, Amber. Fair enough, fair enough. Did did you predict it would have to end with, like, a demon exorcism of his malignant spirit? I did not. Oh, so, okay. so what, yeah, so one of the things is, well, there's a, there's a couple things. One is that um, resurrection spells don't bring back the person. It brings back some, like, brings it back their body, but it brings back something else, which is why... They did not do it, or the aunts refused to do it for, um, you know, uh, Sally's uh, husband who died, you know. So, and Sally has not been practicing her magic. She's kind of turned her nose up at it. And <laughs> so the uh, the spell that they're doing, they're not even willing to shove, like, pins in this guy's eye, you know. Come on. That's part of the spell. You gotta just fucking do it. So no wonder shit goes bad, and all of a sudden Jimmy's possessing Jillian. Oh yeah, there's he's he's there's a lot of like haunting things. You know, tequila shows up, and they all drink it, and then start saying nasty things to each other. And a rose bush grows, and a frog vomits up his ring, and it's a whole thing. And it's inconvenient because Aiden yeah. Quinn is there investigating shit. Right. But yeah. yeah, I do love that when they're they're finally dealing with the situation, the aunts you know, want them to clean up their own mess and they come to help and then they invite all the women from the town over and they come and it's this beautiful moment of mm-hmm. these people who look down on them and ostracize them and were afraid of them being invited into their home to help save her sister and knowing that's why they're there, but in willing right, right. to being willing to show up and kind of having that immediate comfort and community. Like they are all there to help. And then they, there's a scene where Nicole Kidman's possessed. It's kind of terrifying Sally has to knock her out mm-hmm. because she's full on Jimmy in that moment. Right. Then she activates the phone tree and it's adorable. Yes. And then the it's women great. show up and it's adorable. And they're all just hanging out in the kitchen, swapping stories. It's this great sense of community and camaraderie. And mm-hmm. it's lovely. It's it's kind of putting aside all of that, like, fear, both of fear of letting people in because they've been so shitty to you, and then the fear of them not knowing what you are and what to expect. It's, it's lovely. Yeah, yeah. Bonds of women. Mm-hmm. And then they go in and, oh, shit, she's possessed as fuck. This is scary. It's, it's this, I love that those things are juxtaposed. Yeah, yep. And so many, so many things are in this movie. Like, the fact that Jillian's character gets punched Jillian's character gets choked. Jillian's character yeah. almost gets murdered. Yep. 
but then she isn't consumed by that trauma or defined by it. Mm-hmm. She she comes home to to rest and recover with her sister and her aunts, and it's more about her reintegrating herself into this life that she rejected. Right. And yep. in the same way that, you know, Michael's death was devastating, but it was by reintegrating with her sister and her aunts and like paying attention to her daughters that actually led to recovery. Like it's not the definition isn't yes. of the trauma. The definition is of then reintegrating with her family and her community. Right. And yeah, being able to, yeah, grow and, and, and yeah. It's lovely. Live and be happy again. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm assuming, so Aiden Quinn shows up. What's the name mm-hmm. of his fucking character? It's Gary. Gary. It's Gary. It's Gary. Gary from Arizona. He's investigating the crimes of Jimmy Angelov. He suspects that something happened to him. He learns something absolutely happened to him, but also is super in love with Sally. Mm-hmm. Almost immediately. Yeah. Almost immediately. He, he, he read a letter that Sally had written to Jillian, and it just it drew him to her. And we find out... <gasps> He's got all of the characteristics of the boy she made up in her love spell. What? He can exist? He can exist. He does exist. And he's also the person who would be investigating her for murder. Mm-hmm. Ooh. That seems uh, fraught. Complicated. Yeah. Well, Megan, we got to get Jimmy out of Jillian. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I feel like we also have to break this curse that they're pretty lackadaisical about. They they oopsie break the curse. They don't really mean to. They're I'm, just trying to. I'm mm-hmm. assuming. I'm assuming uh-huh. they do it through true, true love. She she gets together with Gary, oh. and it breaks the love curse right. because it's like, no. oh, here's here's a man that she was really supposed to be with, and the curse was like, oh, you don't need men, but then she does, and he's great, and and that breaks the curse. No, 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 no. no. She sends Jimmy away. Yeah before the, the, the Gary she sends the Gary away exorcism yeah yeah they decide um it's too complicated and nah so Gary's not even not even there when they exercise Jimmy and Arizona, yeah when they break the curse mm-hmm. yep uh, and then I'm confused I don't understand how romantic heterosexual love doesn't break the dead man curse community and and love of friends and family Breaks the curse, Amber. What? Yeah, are, I know. Are there any men there? Nope, not a one. So it's just like sisters loving each other and women working together for a common purpose that gets rid of Jimmy and breaks the curse? Yeah, they're trying to get rid of Jimmy. To be, Let's be clear. Let's be absolutely clear here. <laughs> they don't fucking care about this curse. <laughs> they don't care, and they break it by accident. Yeah, they do. They, they, they pushed Jimmy out so hard that it breaks the curse that they didn't mean to break. They, oh, oh, God, it's so, they literally exercise a malignant, choking, beating, murdering piece of shit man mm-hmm. from a woman. Yeah. With all of their woman power and witch power. Mm-hmm. And then they, they do it so hard with their love for each other. And their mm-hmm. familial and community bond, that it makes their ancestor change her mind. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, like heals her broken heart from way in the past. Yeah, retroactively, which is amazing to me. It's amazing to me 
that that's mm-hmm. what breaks the curse. That it, one yeah. wasn't even the main focus of, of what they were no. doing. And two, that that's the thing. Any other mm-hmm. movie, it would be true love's fucking kiss or whatever. Yeah. But it's the fact that Maria was bitter because her man didn't show up, but also because she had no community. She was alone. Right. Yeah, yeah. What they showed her when they were freeing Jillian from Jimmy was that there's a whole family now and they're together and also the community is there with them. So th- they don't need the curse anymore. Right, right. Because they, they're not going to rely solely on romantic love for their happiness and comfort. That's fucking baller. Yeah, it's pretty great. What a fucking bomb-ass message. It is. Hell yeah, yes to this. I don't, even, I don't even fucking care that it ends with her, Sandra Bullock and Aiden Quinn kissing. I don't fucking yeah. care that they get together. That's cute. That's sweet. That's whatever. It's fine. It's great. Yeah. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. Because mm-hmm. that's not the point. That's just, nope. that is not the cause, but it's sort of an effect. The cause mm-hmm. is sister bonds, family bonds, right. community bonds. The effect is, oh, she won't kill Aiden Quinn if she hooks up with him. Yep. I don't know if that would have stopped her from hooking up with him. It didn't stop her from hooking up with Michael, but still, it's nice. Yeah. It's a nice little yeah. add-on that he doesn't yeah, have an expiration date of a few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't. We've already talked too much about it because I can't. St- I'm sorry. I'm so bad at not describing things. This must be so boring. It's a bit- it's great. Diane, Diane Weist and Stalker Channing are amazing. The The fashion in this, the costume designs, yes. mm-hmm. is... I th- the only way I can think to describe it is it refuses the male gaze. It's not yeah. voyeuristic. It is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It is sexy. It is attractive. Mm-hmm. But it is... It's what I would expect a woman to wear for herself if she wants right. to look good. If she wants to be comfortable. There are multiple hairstyles in various ways... None of them, like, there's makeup, but it's not <sighs> the dresses and the yeah, skirts. Yeah, it seems to be just for them. Mm-hmm. And, like, the Stalker Channing and Diane Weiss um, wear clothes that, like, are seem to be, like, from the turn of the, of the 19th century, kind of, like, implying that they're a lot older than, mm-hmm. than maybe they uh, uh, appear to be, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun. And you've got Stalker Channing wearing, like, just this gorgeous, like, eyeliner like popping um makeup and diane waist wearing almost none and like each of them doing it for themselves because they want to because they don't tend to leave the house very much so they're just doing it for themselves yep and they both look amazing yeah absolutely and there's an understated casual elegance to what you know they put sandra bullock and nicole kidman in and they're barefoot half the time or mm-hmm. it's there's, it's so nice. Yeah. I feel comfortable when I look at what they're wearing and how they're dressed. Yeah. Uh, there's some great scenes. There's some decent humor in this. There are cute lines. There are cute moments. This is, like, you know, I, I know you mentioned already the the fact that, you know, Sally had been looking down her nose at witchcraft and then mm-hmm. she tried to resurrect a guy. And there is a scene in which Diane Weiss' character while they're prepping to exercise the bad man from Nicole Kidman, it's just like, you know, this is what happens when you dabble. You can't look down your nose and then decide to practice the craft. Like, it's, well, this is the perfect yeah. moment for an I told you so. Yeah, yeah, this is the time. 
<laughs> I just yeah. And there's the lovely the the midnight margarita scene with the mm-hmm. lime and the coconut song is amazing. Can, can I just say so? Going back to this article that I that I read uh, from 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 BuzzFeed, um, so that's talking about this exact scene that you're you're talking about, um, and how it it confused the critics concerning the tone. Um, so they they wake up in the middle of the night. It's midnight margarita night. They dance around to coconut. Um, uh, so to quote here, it's ra- raucous and euphoric, and the camera spinning around the women. They're overwhelmingly gorgeous kitchen as they let loose and give themselves fully to joy. But the scene is not weakened because it takes place in the middle of a murder investigation and stars a grieving widow and a woman recovering from abuse. Instead, it's strengthened by that context. Absolutely. These are women calling a timeout on their stress and damage, giving themselves a moment to rejoice in each other's company and the simple fact that they are still alive. Mm-hmm. And together. And together, yes, absolutely. Yes. It is, they are not defined by their traumas and their tragedies. It is, nope. they, they. Oh, yeah, it's It's such a, yeah. it is a beautiful and brilliant refusal mm-hmm. for the movie to be full-on dramatic, full-on horrific, because that's not right. what it is. And that's not what life is. It's not what life is. Yeah, sad things and bad things happen all the time. And then you also have dinner with your friends or family like the, mm-hmm. and like both things are true exactly i am not confused by this i am delighted by this and then mm-hmm. it is not further muddled by the fact that immediately following this scene they're doing shots of tequila and sniping at each other partially because right. of you know evil curse magic sure but also they're saying true things true things that they feel resentments and secrets that are coming out of their mouths towards each other and that's that's family it's not perfect it's not joy we build up these things like it doesn't make you love a person any less for you to also feel angry sometimes yep it, did did you know that in that scene uh nicole kimmon brought really bad tequila and all of them actually got drunk to film that scene. That makes me love it so much more. <laughs> they, yep. The chemistry amongst these four women. Yeah, it's fantastic. Is so good. Sandra Bullock yeah. and Nicole Kidman especially. So mm-hmm. good. The one yes. failing is that there's not enough Stalker Channing and Diane Weist. Yes. They leave to let these two fix their problems on their own. Like, clean, mm-hmm. as you said, clean up their own mess. Which is very funny. Which yes. is like... Fuck you, kids. Figure this out. Like, mm-hmm. you got yourself in... Like, they know. They know immediately, uh, Sacker Channing and, and uh, Diane Weiss, they know that something's up. And the girls don't tell them. And so they're like, fuck you, we're out. Like, we know what's going on, but, like, you fix it. Yep. And they they yeah. leave them just long enough Yes. to... to- to really need them. Because they also, of course, they're going to come back and help. Of course they are, yeah. But it needs to be when they're actually ready to accept that help. Like, so it's... Because mm-hmm. huh, they're not going to abandon them because family. Yeah. yeah, of course not. But they need to learn a few things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is also yeah. sort of a casual acceptance of their own competence and power. They, mm-hmm. they know that they're not going to be overwhelmed by this problem, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Because they're fucking powerful. Yep. Because they're witches, Megan. Because they're witches. It's so good. Yeah. Should probably stop talking about it, but it's so good. Amber, on the rock scale, what would you rate the... Yeah, Fucking outstanding. 
regrettable outstanding Christmas. This movie is just flat out yeah, outstanding. It's out- yeah, you're right. It's outstanding. Did you really like it? I did. It's outstanding. I, I'm serious. Yeah. It's so good. Um, th- there's some craze balls in there because I did not know where it was going. I knew nothing I about this movie. I, I, I was witchist when I was talking about what this movie was um, to Amber. She's like, okay, so do you, what do you know about this movie? I was like, hmm, all right, is Michelle Pfeiffer in it? That is fucking stardust, you witchist. God damn it. What was the other one? Oh, was Shannon Doherty in it? That's fucking charmed, you fucking witchist. <laughs> Like I had at least one more stupidity. You did, uh, I think, and I can't remember what it was, but it yeah, was awesome. You I just, just kept pulling out other witches from other movies. You did. I think the uh, pretty great. I think the third one was something exceptional too. Like it was, it was mm-hmm. bonkers. Yeah, yeah. I wish we could remember it so I could make fun of you. I think the third one was actually the Michelle Pfeiffer. That is true. And, and, that is true. Yeah, which is just like a, a good pull of a witch from. A, oh, I kept. I I met. Uh, yes, I keep getting it um, confused with the one with Bette Midler in it. <laughs> oh my God, Hocus Pocus! That's right. Oh my God, <laughs> that's that was how I right. Started. I started with yes, Hocus Pocus. You started with fucking yeah, Hocus pretty Pocus. Pretty great. It was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Weird. Okay, so you weren't expecting murder. No, I wasn't a double murder. And then resurrection the and then murder. Person, yeah. Uh-huh. And then he turned out to be a murderer. Yeah. And then he turned out to be a possessing spirit and had yeah. to be, you know, actually, I have underestimated the murder. I've been saying murder, resurrection, murder. I should be saying murder, resurrection, murder, then spirit death. Murder, yeah. Spirit murder, yeah. Because they, once, once, he's, once he's removed from Nicole Kidman, he's just... They they literally sweep him out the house as dust. Yeah, and and pour some magic brew on him to make him be gone. I think they maybe annihilate his spirit entirely. Yeah, that's okay by me. So cool. Yeah. Whew. All right, Megan. Yes, Amber. Do it easy story. Amber, I keep a, a like a, a list of of nieces stories, um, and um. And I write them down thinking I'm going to remember them all. Um, Here's one that I will give you absolutely no context for because I don't remember it. Delightful. Abby said to me, it's a hairy world. I mean, I can't disagree with it, but Mm -hmm. that doesn't actually help me understand it anymore. No. Nope. It's a hairy world, Amber. It's it's a hairy world. Yeah. Hairy. It's a hairy world. Mm-hmm. It's a hairy world. I can't even figure out how to say it properly. Yeah. It's a hairy world. That feels right. Yeah. Contemplative. Hmm. Check that one off my list. <laughs> <laughs> Amber, do you have a recommendation? I'm going to be lazy and recommend this movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I get behind that. Mainly because sure. I didn't think of a recommendation. Yeah. But if you haven't seen this movie, you should watch it. Honestly, you should have watched it before we ruined it, but maybe you'll still get some joy out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, you will. Watch it. I mean, you will. We, I don't think we could ruin it, but I, I feel badly for rehashing it instead of just telling you to go see it. It's apparently based on a book series, which I did not know. I've never known that. It was mentioned in mm-hmm. a couple of the critical reviews. Uh, the first book came out 20 years before the second book. I guess that it was published in 1995, so it wasn't actually a series when the movie was made. Mm, uh, gotcha. But 
Yeah, I mean, check that out. I don't know anything about it, but it's I love the movie that they made out of it. So there must be something to it. It's by Alice Hoffman. Give it a look. Let me know what you think. Maybe I'll read it. But I yeah. I love this movie. It's it's so nice. It doesn't hurt my heart. It doesn't make me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's just a beautiful brain shampoo, as I said. You know, a, a nice yeah. rinse and condition, and you walk away feeling kind of refreshed, a little, like, emotional in a good way. Maybe wanted to reach out to some of your friends. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, this is something you and I talked about before, um, and that uh, this, again, this article, I'm going to link to this article uh, on our Twitter feed, which is Bad Movies Rock on Twitter. Um, the, this BuzzFeed article, um, Alana Bennett, um, says it could do with more people of color. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, we did talk about yeah, that. Yeah. Um, as you said, though, there's there's a little bit of an excuse, the fact that they're in New England on some sort of island thing you can kind of think well there's probably mostly white people there yeah yeah if you're on an island off the coast of massachusetts it's probably mostly white people so it's there's a reason why it is as whitewashed as it is but that doesn't mean you shouldn't have some freaking brown people a brown person in the group of women there there is actually one i think on Mm. phone tree day but then she is not present in the circle of women helping with mm. helping with the possession okay. but it is it's 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 pretty that is the one rough thing yeah it yeah is. but there are four men with speaking roles in this yeah including a guy at the uh at their like um boutique shop that uh bought like hair cream yep yep and uh michael who was killed almost immediately almost immediately yeah did he talk I guess he had a, he had a couple throwaway lines. He had a couple lines, I think. Man, it was mostly mostly uh, this kiss by Faith Hill being blasted over their love their uh, uh, whirlwind love affair. It's true. Um, oh, and then some Marvin Gaye showing how happy they were together. Yes, that's true. Which was nice. It was very it was very effective, oh, yeah. very evocative. It's, yeah, they looked very happy. Music's great in this movie. All right, Megan, do you have a recommendation? I do. I'm going to recommend uh, a Nicole Kidman movie called Moulin Rouge. Really? I haven't seen this movie in a very long time. I watched it in my uh, uh, suite of um, watching musicals on uh, uh, movie musicals. Um, It's on Netflix, at least last I knew. There there are some deeply problematic parts of Moulin Rouge. Mm. (laughs) Very problematic. Uh, Nicole Kidman is very good. I mean, not surprisingly. It's true. She's very good. And there was something she did in this movie. I was like, oh, that's very, very much like a look or a thing she did in, in Moulin Rouge. I was like, oh, yeah. She's so good in this movie. This, this movie, Practical Magic introduced me to Nicole Kidman. And it's actually one of the yeah. reasons I watched Moulin Rouge in the first place. Because I'm not really a fan of musicals. Yeah. But I forget how much I like her as an actor. Yeah. She's very good. She's very, she, when, when, so the possession was something we um, thought we'd gotten rid of at this, at this point in the movie. And uh, Sandra Bullock comes over to Nicole Kidman to give her a hug. And just the way there was a brief look and I was like, oh, no. (laughs) 
and uh yeah yeah she was repossessed and like you could you could just tell by the way that she looked at Sandra Bullock yeah and it wasn't like it wasn't overdone at all it was very subtle so subtle that I thought I was wrong for a moment and then I was like oh no I was right oh she's licking her face yeah that's that's not Jillian yeah yeah, all right. That's Nicole Kid. That is Nicole Kidman. Yeah, Moulin Rouge. It's it's a good movie. Yeah. It is a lot of problematic stuff, but it is it's good music movie. It's mm-hmm. good good music. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, I think we have had a very long podcast. I think it was yeah. totally worth it because mm-hmm. it was the only way to do justice for this remarkable film. Um. Yeah. All right. Good. Good show. Uh, have a good weekend this year. Thank you, Amber. And I'll close this up. Mm. Like I always say. What a hell of witchcraft lies in the small orb of one particular tear. But with the inundation of the eyes, what rocky heart to water will not wear? What the fuck? What breast so cold that is not warmed here? Oh, cleft effect, cold modesty, hot wrath, both fire from hence and chill. Extincture hence hath. Did you just, like, read Shakespeare at me? I did read Shakespeare at you. I was looking for a, a quote with um from, from Macbeth or something of the like. Eh, I, I came up with lover's complaint. You still can't ruin this movie for me. <laughs> fucking read Shakespeare at me after I got to watch it's not you you won't do this you won't do you can't take this from me you can't take Mm -hmm. practical magic from me megan Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exercise this demon yes power of love power of sisterly love compels you the power of sisterly love compels me to reject your shakespeare bullshit (laughs) understandable bye megan bye